Hello and welcome to the Fantasy Challenge podcast. This is the episode nine, game week seven review and preview show. How are you, Leighton? And hello. I'm good. How are you? I'm good. It's been a good weekend, pretty average fantasy wise, but a good fantasy week ahead, hopefully, and Champions League tomorrow. So excited for that. All right, in today's show, we're going to be talking about game week six and discuss some of the results that happened over the weekend. Once again, look at some stats for both teams and players. Look at the fixtures for the next couple of weeks and then a bit further into the future. And then the usual predictions, transfer plans and captaincy. Let's go on. Game week six, Leighton, you got 51 points. Tell us about your game week. Yeah, I, I got 51 points, which I'm I'm not too upset about because I captained Ronaldo. So I got a huge four points from my captain. At Antonio up front, so he got me eight points. Traore got me a single point. Fantastic. Salah got seven points. He was the person I was looking to captain for most of the week, and I changed it to Ronaldo. Jota got seven points. And Saka, the Arsenal player, wasn't expecting this. He was my main man, got me 13 points. In defence, Trent got me a single point. Shaw came home with nothing, absolutely nothing. And then Markel for Wolves got me six points, which was quite nice and he didn't even play the full game Livermento with two points and i think sanchez with two points too yeah he did get two points um one of those was a bonus point at the end so it could have been more you definitely were saved by saka in the end i think after saturday's games your outlook for the game week was pretty bleak right yeah, so bleak. I checked and I was on, I think I was like 27 points. And, you know, my captain had played Salad, played Jota. And I thought, oh, my days, this is not going well. And then Saka, I put my hopes on him. And he did he did great. Fantastic game by, by Saka and all of Arsenal, to be fair. Yeah, it was a good, your differential punt out of your midfielders kid did well this week. Um, Traore is the only one that hasn't done well to be fair. Um, and on your bench, you had Alan, who got himself six points as well. So if only Shaw just, you know, didn't play at all, it would have been nice. Yeah, it's a shame that Shaw played. And <laughs> How long did he play for? 20 minutes? Not long at all, yeah. He got booked. Not long at all. And then he went off. And he was off. Yeah. Yeah, zero points. One point from Trent as well, so. You must be pretty happy with the transfer from you were deciding between Bamford and DCL to Antonio, right? And then you ended up choosing DCL. Yeah, I went with I went with DCL in the end over to Antonio. I was pretty happy with with that. Uh, and he returned eight points. And I didn't I decided to take no more hits. I, at one point I was considering moving Saka on. And I'm glad I didn't. Thank goodness. And now you're left with basically this week, you need to decide what you want to do with Bamford, most likely, right? Yeah, Bamford's definitely one of the key players at the moment if I move him on. I, what, I was also considering getting the Newcastle striker, Saint, what's his name? Saint Maximin. 
Uh, I think most men, yeah. Because uh, he's excellent at the moment. He's, he's really good. And he's so cheap. Uh, so he's definitely also a consideration moving forward. I, I think we'll get to talk about that a bit more later. We definitely will. My game week. Your game week. Yeah, my game week uh, was pretty average, but not a bad one overall. 52 points. I captained Salah. I made no moves this week, so I opted to save my transfer. Uh, my one issue was whether Rafinha was going to be fit for the game, and I took a risk and played him, and thankfully he scored. Uh, my team, just for those listening, Sanchez got two, Shaw, Trent, Samedo got six, Ben Rama, very unlucky not to get a goal and an assist. Salah with a goal, <laughs> very unlucky, he didn't get a more than that as well. Rafinha, Jota got a goal finally. Antonio with his last minute winner. And Dennis scraping with one point, good for him. And Lukaku with two. Not too unhappy with that, considering the fact that City outplayed us entirely. So, yeah, that was my game week. Yeah, it was quite scary when you see Man City get into fifth gear. They just seem to play teams off the park. But for those fans, it must be annoying because when it was a Champions League final, they just didn't do that. So, I mean, I, I, I think you prefer this loss than the Champions League final. Of course. It's definitely a positive that we managed to play well when it counts. But at the same time, this is a new season and would have liked to have performed better at home against City. So the fact that they just the other side, dominated us. They, but you only conceded one goal. True, but we also didn't create much. But that, to be fair, that isn't that bad considering City's defensive stats, which I'll show you a bit later. It's quite incredible considering it's six weeks in. But yeah, uh, going into game week seven, now I have two free transfers and the idea is to either use two this week or one this week and then two next week and maybe even three next week to take a hit. And potentially then I can avoid playing my wild card because I know many people will be. And yeah, could potentially save that for later in the season, which will be perfect. Specifically around Christmas when everyone else is worrying about rotation. Yeah, it's a good plan if you can hold on to it until then. I had to use my wild card much earlier, and so far, no regrets. It's, it's going okay. For me, the only possible yeah, go on. The only possible regret I may have had so far is maybe saying that it probably may have been the better option to go with Ronaldo until now, uh, because I must admit it's horrific watching. United games not owning him and knowing that like half the game owns him and has captained him. So thankfully this past weekend, Chelsea and United played at the same time. So I could just ignore United for a game, but I'm not going to enjoy watching Everton this weekend, for example. Yeah. And also I think having Ronaldo as the captain on this weekend was also annoying because Manchester United got a last-minute penalty. And you're just thinking, this is perfect. This is the script, right? Ronaldo comes, scores a 94th-minute penalty. And then you, you see Fernandez with the ball. 
And you're like, oh no, oh no. He's going to score. And then he missed it, which is even worse. Like if he scored it, I would have been like, okay, whatever. But he missed it. So as a Ronaldo, well, someone who captained Ronaldo, I was very disappointed. Did you see Martinez trying to get into Fernandez's head before he took the penalty? No. As he was putting the ball down and they had like all the players crowding around Bruno and the ref and Martinez, the goalkeeper, was there. He was shouting out loud and pointing at Ronaldo saying, you should take it. You should take it. And then obviously Bruno is there to take it and converts his rugby penalty. Yeah. That was a good rugby penalty. Yeah. I'm sure he'll take the next one though. Yeah, probably. Uh, That's a shame about Ronaldo as well that He's not guaranteed penalty taker. Although, let's but move on. you know that Ronaldo is probably going to score more than he doesn't. So it's, yeah, it's just one day. For sure, he's he's a stats monster. So the more you more attempts you take, the better chance you are of yeah. scoring. That monster and his price has just ballooned as well in just it, a couple of game weeks. It which has is also great if you own Ronaldo. If you don't own Ronaldo, more difficult. It just makes it more difficult to get him. And to be fair, it just helps me not get him because I wasn't planning on getting him. So now I can at least say, look, I can't afford him even if I tried. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just helps me in that sense. Did you watch any of well, the United game? I, I, I just watched the highlights of the United game. And just so so interesting because Manchester United have been playing so well reasonably well and then Aston Villa come out I know Aston Villa had a good win last week but I'm I'm really impressed by Aston Villa I'm shocked I didn't expect that no it's surprising like uh, uh, just as a casual view I wouldn't have assumed that they were playing that well like they started the season very badly and Mm. You could probably liken it in a sense to Arsenal in a way. They had similar bad starts. And then over the last two weeks, two or three weeks since the international break, they've been getting slightly better under the radar to an extent. And yeah, then they've pulled off the win this week. You've mentioned that you're considering getting rid of Shaw, as am I, but that was always the plan. And he's just helping us with the fact that he's injured and not scoring points. Yeah, he's been probably the, one of the more disappointing players in my team. He's one of the ones that survived my wildcard draft as well. And so for him to have done absolutely nothing, for Manchester United not to have kept a clean sheet so far is very worrying. And as a short owner with his injury, I'm pretty sure he's gone this week for me. Yeah, I, I agree with you. And Greenwood played pretty well as well, but a lot of the attack is filtering through Ronaldo, so I'm not too tempted by any of them anymore at the moment, with their fixtures turning as well. That's why I'm happy to keep just Ronaldo. I feel if they score a goal, it's potentially through Ronaldo. So yeah. He's the only player at the moment that I want from Manchester United. Are you considering any Villa players? You know, I was I was considering it after seeing that they beat Manchester United. They they've had a good run. They beat Crystal Palace, oh, but I'm not sure. It's one of the Aston Villa. 
They're on the radar, but right now I'm not sure. They're not in my immediate plans. None of the players. Yeah, we'll look at the fixtures just now, but I think at the, the next two games I think are a bit tough, but then they have a very good long stretch of good games. And if they're going to be defensively good like they were last season, plus the additions that have, they've made this year, which they're seemingly starting to gel with, I think they might be a very good team to hop onto. For those who are looking to get rid of either Leeds, defensive players who are trash, let's be honest, and Wolves midfielders maybe that aren't doing well. So definitely worth keeping an eye on. Chelsea and Man City, I'm assuming you didn't see any of this besides maybe the goal. Yeah, I just, just saw some highlights again. Man City, very good. Um, defensively, insane. But Chelsea, they didn't play that badly, to be fair. They were just outplayed. That's all it was. And, yeah, can't complain. They are the two teams that yeah, I'm talking about. Man City. Yeah, Man City and Top Gear. I think it's, it's difficult to ignore Man City's defensive players as well. And some of their players seem to have got the minutes locked in. And so, but now with Champions League starting, that's definitely going to be something to watch. But very tempted by some Man City defenders and Chelsea. For sure. And I guess in hindsight, it's good that it didn't get Reese James because he went off injured again. So we have to wait and yeah. see how long he's out for. But there's still a lot of other options there. Alonso, who's basically a second striker, Rudiger, or Aspilicueta as well. All very good chances or defenders. And then from City, again, Cancelo, Diaz, Laporte, all very good options. But we'll get into them. Next Diaz time. is doing he's doing very well. He is. Uh Everton and Norwich. I didn't watch that game. I think oh wait, I saw the penalty. So I saw Alan win the penalty. But besides that, I didn't watch it. I think we both predicted that this would be the result. There's no way I would have predicted yeah. anything other than a Nor Norwich loss. So yeah. Just nothing. It just looks like Norwich. Yeah. Ugh, the league is too difficult for them. Everton have players missing. They're just going through the motions. They still win 2 0, which is quite comfortable. And uh, avoid every Norwich player that you can. I will say that someone who's going a bit under the radar at Everton is Decore. He scored mm. the second goal and he's been playing consistently well. I think he's played 90 minutes in every game. And he's scoring some goals. He kind of reminds me of Yaya Toure, who used to be at Arsenal. I mean, Man City, my bad. Similar player. Well, you say he's going under the radar, but it, when I was doing my wild card, I was torn between him and Traore, and I went the wrong way. Yeah, it's unfortunate, but yeah, he, he's been performing well, him and Gray. I think, and most people are attracted to Gray because he's the, he's the winger who's usually getting more chances. But I think Decore could do well because he's playing for Benitez in his defensive sound system. Yeah. Leeds, Leeds and West Ham. Uh, I watched this game entirely, hoping to see goals, and thankfully I did. Uh, it was a bit frustrating in the first 10 minutes because there was a passage of play where Antonio had teed up Ben Rama and Ben Rama had narrowly missed. And then within two minutes after that, Ben Rama teed up Antonio and the Leeds keeper made a miraculous save. 
So on another day, that would have been just bliss for West Ham owners. I mean, for me as well, because I have both. But in the end, happy to get an Antonio goal, for sure. Yeah, it's damage control for me. When I see Ben Rama has just narrowly missed or Antonio has just missed and he would have been the assist, I was thinking, oh, good, good. <laughs> I think if Bamford had played, this game may have been a bit different in terms of the result, perhaps. But Leeds, they always attack, like regardless of how bad their defense is at the moment, they still went for it and they still they did very well. Rafinha finished very well too. So it's a bit tough because I think at the moment they've got issues with Ailing. Rafinha still kind of have a knock and Bamford. So even though they have good fixtures, I wouldn't be bringing them in yet until I know for sure that those players are okay. And if you have them, I would say wait and see. But if there's a chance to get better players, like the Chelsea's and the Man City's, I would probably dump him immediately, to be fair. Yeah, for sure. I think Leeds as well, they're having such a difficult time this season. And like you just mentioned, with all the injuries, it's, it's very difficult. Leicester and Burnley, this is quite, a, quite an exciting game for... Jamie Vardy, in particular, who got himself a hat-trick. Not the kind that he would want. Hat-trick but... in the wrong way. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, he got himself two and then an own goal. And I mean, he's typical Jamie Vardy. This season, Leicester have been trash, right? Pretty bad overall. And they're not changing anything, which makes no sense. But Vardy is still somehow, I think he's the second top scorer in the game. Despite that, he's up there. Yeah. Yeah. So, it's Vardy party, man. He's, he's yeah. the is he? Would you consider him? Oh, I mean, I don't think my budget can stretch to Ronaldo and Vardy up front, unless my third striker, I, I got someone really cheap like Dennis. And some players are doing that, I hear. Uh, but I definitely consider him when Leicester have, uh, I think if Leicester's form picks up especially and they have a good run of fixtures, I definitely consider him. He's a, he's a brilliant player. Who wouldn't want Vardy in their team? He's a decent option. Like for, There's a lot of people who are trying to get the Lukaku, Ronaldo and Salah in their teams, right? So I think for yeah. those, and most drafts, when you try and make that team, you end up sacrificing so much everywhere else but if you get Vardy who's let's say you got Ronaldo and Vardy and Salah that saves you a good like 1 1.1 million then you can use that somewhere else or you get Lukaku and Vardy and that saves you two and a half million so he could be a good option for those who want to be different but yeah not me yeah, I, th I think going too far away from the Templar as well, then. Bring in Vardy in, you're going to have to make other sacrifices in the team. and oh, it's quite, Unless you have a wild card. If you're on a wild card or something, then I'd, I'd definitely consider it. If I was bringing in Lukaku instead of Ronaldo, I would definitely consider Salah, Lukaku, and Vardy up front. But then I'd have to consider ditching Antonio. Yes, yeah, that would be the case. 
Well, though there was someone last week who mentioned that maybe it would be a good time to take a punt on your third striker, like Aubameyang or Vardy. So could yeah. work. Vardy's um, a good punt. He is. Watford and Newcastle. I didn't watch this game, but annoyingly, I saw that Saw scored again for Watford. So, damn him. <laughs> yeah. Damn him. Why does he keep scoring? <laughs> I think we both predicted this would be a 1 1 or something miserable, right? I think I did as well. Um, I hoped for yeah. Den- Dennis to score a goal, but he was a bit unlucky in that sense. Um, you must be definitely considering Saw, perhaps, in midfield. Yeah. Yeah, definitely considering. So, oh, it's just. But as soon as I get him in, nothing will happen. You just need to check the fixtures. But I think he's he's the kind of player that you wouldn't mind just just keeping him because he's their star player. So you know he's going to play, and unless he's injured, that's the only time he won't play. So if anything's going to happen, it's going to be through him. Yeah. Yeah. And Saint Maximin. That's a good point. If anything is to happen. Because it's Watford, and it is a big if. Definitely, uh, Saint Maximin got th- three bonus points. The oh, the the second result, yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah. The next result. This is this was a shocker. Again, yeah. I watched this because I was my captain, and what a what a game! It was such a nice game as a neutral. Brentford played out of their skins. Did you watch it? I went. I went to sleep. <laughs> South Korea time zone. Yeah. And I, I'm like, wow, Liverpool are, Liverpool are up. I'm going to sleep. And also, uh, it was annoying because Ronaldo had just done so badly. And I was so like, oh, you know what? Salah's going to go bang two or three goals. I'm just going to go to sleep. I wake up, it's 3 3. I was like, what on earth? So Jota's scored, Salah's scored. So in the end, it, it wasn't bad for me. But Brentford, man, they're a bit of a surprise this season, eh? Most definitely. Uh, their attacking players connect so well with each other. Um, 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 I forgot how to say his name. Mbermo, um, I think that's how you say it. Mbermo um, and Tony link up very well. Yeah. And Tony, he's not scoring that much, but he links up their play so well. And I think at his price, he might be arguably the best six-point-something striker. Again, as I mentioned about Saar, he's their star player. If something's going to happen, he's usually the guy who's going to facilitate it. So going forward, once their fixtures start turning, you'll, we'll see when we get to the stats. You'll, he's doing very well there as well. So could be worth it. Yeah, getting. he's come up from the championship, and I think he's doing really well as well. He's, he's flying. Just doesn't have the goals yet, but it, I think it's inevitable. If they keep doing well, the form's good, he's going he's gonna to bag some goals. Yeah, and Liverpool, once again, just being Liverpool, goal-scoring machines, on another day, they'd have scored seven. But yeah, good result overall. The boring game of the weekend was, or one of the boring games was Southampton Wolves. I watched this game too because I was scouting a few players. And Jimenez got his first goal of the season. Happy for him, his first goal since his injury last year. So good for him. Uh, nothing from Traore, though, unfortunately. He didn't even start. At yeah, it was worse. It was, yeah, it was bittersweet because it's nice to see a player who was seriously injured come back, score a goal. Feels like finally he's, he's back on the score sheet. But unfortunately, none of my players are helping out with these goals. 
I mean, at least you got the clean sheet, right? That's the yeah. the one positive. The one silver <laughs> lining to my wolves. And that's, if you think about it, you've had Marcel for three weeks now, and he got you 13 points in his first week. I think zero last week, and then six okay. this past week. So, I mean, that's like six, basically six and a bit points per game since then, which is great for his prize. Yeah, he's not doing too badly at all. Thankfully. Unlike a certain team that is doing very badly at the moment, uh, Arsenal... Three Spurs one. Wow. Yeah, wow. Watching this is like watching suddenly watching the Arsenal of two thousand and four, or a Spurs just that bad that it makes Arsenal just look so good. The passing was immense, man. It, yeah, it was really weird to watch because when I saw Son was fit and Kane was rearing to go as well, I thought after we. Was we pumped him last week, right? I think so. Um, I thought that they would they would jump bounce back, and I think they won in midweek too in the Carabao Cup. So I thought, yeah, is it they're they're up for this derby? And within like ten minutes, Arsenal were just cutting through them. I thought, oh, this is not going to end well. And yeah, they did amazingly. Yeah, that game started off brilliant. Saka assist. Oh wonderful and then a Saka goal as well so for me my differential has paid off and I have a feeling he's going to get into many teams in the coming weeks I think many people will probably jump on Saka um, but it's so interesting to see Tottenham Hotspur with Kane Kane just I don't think he's mentally there is he okay. no I don't think so he doesn't look like he tried to get back and make the tackle on Saka for Saka's goal, and oh, it was abysmal. He gave the ball away for that goal. Yeah, he gave he fell yeah. over and then he couldn't tackle. But Son Heung Min, I, I can't understand how this man signed a contract with Tottenham only of a month. He sh he should be on a better team, man. He should easily be in Man City or Chelsea, Manchester United. He he deserves better. He does. I think, I think Spurs fully expected to lose Kane in the summer, and when they priced Kane out of a move, then obviously that suits them, but it kind of stuffed them up as well because okay, Son's committed long term, which is good if they're going to use the Kane money to buy other players. But now they've got Kane, who's basically sulking. He's trying to be a pro, obviously, but yeah. We know he's not the cane of old. He's he is moving out of his prime, so just let him move. Come on. Especially uh, Levy is probably watching, thinking, "Wow, we could have had a hundred million for this player." Uh, and next season, what are they going to get? Nothing. I'm not sure. I think he might leave in January. Personally. It's a shame for those Spurs fans as well, because last year Gareth Bale was in the squad. Tottenham would fly in, right? You had Harry Kane, Son Heung-min. Link up was incredible, and now they just they started the season well, and and now it just looks abysmal. They're playing very defensive football, and they're having issues scoring goals. It's not helping that they're not gelling very well with their creativity. There's a lot. A lot of things. I think that 
uh, Nuno could be out of a job very soon because obviously Levy isn't going to fall on his own sword and accept that he made a mistake because he, he stuffed it up by making a, not the bad decision, but he was uh, non, non-committal when it came to deciding which manager to appoint in the preseason anyway. Yeah. So, yeah. They're just going to keep Nuno for as long as they can until they decide, okay, let's just bunt him and then get the next guy in. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. The more uh, I, think, I think it's a shame. Yeah, the more I think about it and looking at how good City are this season, can you imagine if Kane just joins them in January? Again, it's like they're already playing so well. They're going to create so many chances. He won't need to try as hard. They're going to put the ball in front of him and he's going to score a million goals. Yeah. I, do, I can't imagine him leaving in January. Yeah. I, I just can't see Levy imagine. Uh, I can't see Levy accepting that. He's like, you play. You're my player. Because <laughs> Spurs will be doing terrible, right? Mm. They'll want a player who can score goals. And they'll be like, just, just Kane, just stay. I can see them. I can see City definitely giving a player or two of theirs and money. So, like, I know Bernardo Silva wants to leave City, apparently. So, I think he might be included. Maybe even Sterling, for that matter. Who knows? So, if you're going to put that on the table for Levy to consider, I think you'll at least listen to it. Yeah, for Sterling and money, potentially. Mm. But anyway, final game of the weekend was Palace and Brighton. Brighton, relatively lucky to get a point. Palace played very well, looking very good under Vieira, must admit. And did you see the Brighton goal at the end? No, I, well, I, I was reading about the penalty at the end, and then I saw the interview, and I, I haven't watched it yet, but it looked to be quite controversial. Go on, fill me in. Uh, it was a very good game, very good goal at the end. It was a last-minute, yeah. uh, last-second, I should say, goal kick from Palace. Palace kicked the ball straight up the field and the ball fell to a Brighton defender who, with his first touch, lobbed the ball over the defence and Mope ran onto it and with his first touch, lobbed the keeper and scored with what was essentially the final kick of the game. Crazy. Yeah. Can you see me clearly? Just want to make sure. Absolutely. You look wonderful as ever on my okay, end. Okay, good. You're looking a bit grainy, but I'm assuming it's just the connection. Oh, I mean, <laughs> I'm just a side. It's okay, it works. Anyway. No one cares, <laughs> no one cares what we look like. They're going to listen to us anyway. Oh, that's yeah. All right, so quick look at defensive stats. Uh, the top defender is doing very well over the season once again. Uh, not much changing here. Uh, Trent, Richie, Cancelo, Alonso, and Laporte all at the top. Samedo is also there. And at the bottom of that list, we see players like Ricardo Pereira, Janssen from Brentford, Sufal from West Ham, Shaw, Saiz, those five defenders. And we both we both have Shaw and I have Sofal. So in terms of creativity, the we should be looking at potentially getting one of those top ones, perhaps, as we mentioned. 
Yeah, Richie is a very interesting one with Newcastle. Uh, would you would you be willing to put him in your team? Five million, not too expensive. It isn't, but it's weird. Like I, what are their fixtures looking like at the moment? Let's have a look. Hold on. Newcastle. Newcastle. They have. Wolves, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea, Brighton. So it's kind of tough, right? Wolves are being very good defensively of late. Spurs, uh, who knows? Crystal Palace have been very good too. Chelsea are great defensively and Brighton are good defensively too. So on paper, those last few games have been very good for them, I think. But for me, probably wouldn't go for them right now. What about you? Yeah, me too. I'm looking at the fixtures and I'm just remembering Newcastle, how they play. Um, yes. I'm okay. And I mean, now that we've looked at the fixtures there for Newcastle, that's the same reason why I wouldn't go for St. Maximan as well, because they're playing against good defences over the next five games. Good yeah, short. some really good defences, eh? Good sh- short-term. Yeah, good short-term punt, but if yeah. you're going to wild card, but if you're not going to, then wouldn't have him yeah alonso is the player that screams out to me as a replacement for Shaw. he like you've already said he's like a second attacking player for chelsea right yeah chelsea get a lot of clean sheets he seems to be getting a lot of minutes with james's injury i think alonso is probably that next best chelsea player to go get it does seem that way and I would tend to agree, but with Champions League happening now and with the Cups as well, Ben Chilwell played in the Carabao Cup last week and we play Juventus, I think, tomorrow night in the Champions League away. So I would wait to see whether Alonso or Chilwell starts in tomorrow's game. And then I would assume that the opposite player starts on the weekend. So, I mean, you'd, you'd be okay long-term with whichever choice you made, but if you want him for this specific game this weekend, then I would wait and see. Yeah, this week I'm definitely going to be waiting longer than a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> I think the, I with that. Yeah, the safe option this week from Chelsea would be Rudiger. He's not on this list, but he's 5.5. I think he's about 5.6 now, but... He's played every minute, and at centre-back, we don't really rotate too much. So he might be a good option too. He's or, just a clean sheet machine, isn't he? Yeah, and he scored at the weekend, or two weeks ago as well. But at the same time, at the City defenders, same thing. Cancelo, he's basically like Alonso. He's attacking, and his only issue is that he might get rotated. However, Laporte and Ruben Diaz... Or those consistent players who play 90 minutes every week. I would say Diaz more than Laporte. So it's just a case of who do you want to get? Do you want to get a Chelsea defender this week and a City defender the week after, or do you want to do it the other way around? So it depends on your team situation. And maybe I can help you decide which one to do now, because looking at this table that I've added, which just shows the defensive stats for shots conceded this season. And so this is like when, when teams play against these teams. And look at the team right at the bottom circle there. 
Manchester City this season in six games, they have only conceded five shots on target. Six games. Monsters. That's, that's insane. Man. That's considering if they've played Tottenham, Chelsea. Did they play Arsenal? I can't remember. Yeah, they did. They did. They, they went five one. It was that red card, wasn't it, or five nil? That sounds right. Yeah. In this, yeah, they played Arsenal like the second or third game. They did play Arsenal. And they've conceded five shots, not even goals, shots. <laughs> it's insane. Yeah, uh, Man City's fallback wouldn't be a worst decision in the world. The other good defensive teams, though, as well, that aren't conceding many shots are Brighton, 15, Brentford, 17, Liverpool, 18, and look there, Aston Villa, 19, also doing very well. Yeah. So... It's a shame Manchester United have only had 21 shots and uh, they've conceded a bunch of goals. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, if you look, compare the shots on target to the goals that they concede, which is two columns to the left, then you can see yeah. the, the true reflection of how good the defence is. Like, if you look at Chelsea above them, also conceded 21 shots, yet they've only conceded two goals. So, for every 11 shots, they concede one goal, as opposed to United, for every five shots, they concede a goal. Big difference. Yeah. Anyway, next we look at the, let's move on to midfielders. Midfielders, season, XGI, again, the Liverpool juggernaut, top three players, Salah, Mane, Jota, right up there. Fernandez still doing well statistically, despite missing his penalty. And then, believe it or not, we have the Crystal Palace duo, Gallagher and Zaha. Surely we must consider them as serious players now. Yeah, especially Gallagher, his price at 5.7, he's so affordable. And Saha, I think Saha, most seasons is overlooked. He does well. He always does well. So, and you know, Crystal Palace, I think you already mentioned, they're doing really well under Vieira. They are. It's something I did not expect. I didn't expect it this season. I thought Vieira would have a really tough job with this Crystal Palace team, but they seem to be doing really well. I think, again, the, the big choice here is whether you want to replace your fourth midfielder, which would be like a six to seven midfielder, a million midfielder, which then you'd probably get Zaha. But if you need to save money, you'd get Gallagher. And you wouldn't mind you wouldn't mind benching him because you'd use that extra money in maybe getting Lukaku or a double up on City and Chelsea in defense maybe. But he's a good bench player to come on for sure. He's, yeah, he definitely is. I mean, Jota. So I always call him Jota. Jota. <laughs> I think it's the Korean. Jota is good. So Jota, Jota, Jota is so frustrating to own. It's one of those ones I want to just axe him and be like, "No, you're out of my team. Get out. <laughs> Waste my time. Come on, Gallagher, can I?" But yeah, looking at the rest that. Uh list we have Brentford and Burmos in there as well and Saw again the talisman of his team once again Rafinha again doing very well at the bottom of that list though we have our two players we have Torres and Traore who I think a lot of people are considering to sell but at the same time these stats aren't too bad considering that they haven't played 90 minutes per game the last few weeks what do you think? 
The problem with Traore for me is that he's he's had six games, he hasn't scored, hasn't had an assist, and that's worrying. Because Wolves, statistically, they should have scored by now, and he should have scored. He should have got an assist, and nothing is happening. Whilst you've got the likes of Gallagher up above, who's getting these points returned, and he's less money. So, and Saar as well. Well, Saar's a little more expensive, but he's in the price bracket. Mm, he's in yeah. the price range. So, yeah, having trial Ray is very frustrating. For me, it's been a bit of a waiting game because I have Torres. And I knew that they were gonna we were gonna play Chelsea this week and last week they or this week they play Liverpool. So I knew I was likely not gonna play him. And this week I probably won't either. But the idea is that again, if I'm trying to avoid wildcarding in game week eight, then there's no point in me selling a city midfielder when they play I think it's Burnley, Brighton and Crystal Palace for three games come game week eight. So for the moment, my team, I don't mind benching him because I think that City will rotate at some stage. And the fact that he hasn't played, he didn't start two weeks ago and he didn't start, he didn't play at all this past game week. So I'm fully expecting him to play come those easy games because I think De Bruyne will play up front against Liverpool on the weekend. So I'm hoping he can come good. I'm hoping my patience rewards me, hoping. Fingers crossed. I've had a lot of patience with a lot of players, challenge. <laughs> doesn't get rewarded. True. And let's move on to forwards. Forwards, we, again, uh, for the season, Antonio, right up top there, he's still a stats monster. And Jamie Vardy, as we mentioned earlier, second place. Ronaldo, doing well too. And then Ivan Tony, surprisingly. Lukaku, Calvert-Lewin and Jesus, as well as Jimenez and Mope. Um, you have Ronaldo and who else? Antonio, right? Antonio and Bamford. And Bamford. Okay, yeah, so that's a good conversation. Let's look at Bamford. If you're considering selling Bamford, who of this list do you think tempts you the most? Well, actually, the one, you know, I feel like I'm yo-yoing between <laughs> but one of the players that I was considering, it, it, it's between St. Maximin and Tony because they're much cheaper. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't afford Vardy. I can't afford Lukaku. David Lewin, his stats are amazing for someone who's been out injured for a couple of weeks. Uh, so there are definitely some players that I've looked at considering as Bamford's replacement. If I want a third premium striker, which I'm not even sure I do at the moment. Okay, well, let's consider if you do. Uh, Brentford, from their next for the next five game weeks, they play West Ham away, then Chelsea and Leicester at home, Burnley and Norwich. Newcastle play Wolves away, Tottenham, Crystal Palace, Chelsea and Brighton. Both so the, are not. They're not perfect fixtures. They're not great, are they? So no. you mean you mentioned that you would consider maybe I'm assuming downgrading to like a four point five yeah. striker player. Yeah, put a four point five in, just put them on the bench and go stronger in midfield for a while. In midfield or in defence? Well yeah, well that depends as well. 
because you, you could, let's say, if you took out Bamford, then yeah. you get a 4.5 striker, you'd have 3.4 in the bank, plus I think you have point something in the bank as well. 0.4, I think, or something now, yeah. Then you use, you, you said you were mentioning taking out Shaw. Shaw comes out the team, you get yeah. you get a City defender, and then next week, mm-hmm. you still have enough money to get a Chelsea defender, and you'd have leftover money to the next week to get maybe another one if you really wanted to. Yeah. Chelsea and Man City defenders are definitely on my radar at the moment. True. Anyway, let's look at the fixtures. Game week 7 to 11. Top of the fixtures are Chelsea, Leeds, Arsenal and Southampton, as well as Norwich. Bottom are United, Liverpool, Crystal Palace, Brighton and Man City. Uh, We've mentioned that we're probably going to be loading up on Chelsea very soon. I have two two Leeds players at the moment and Arsenal in seemingly good form at the moment. Are they worth are they worth a punt from this game week onwards? Uh I'm definitely keeping Saka as my punt. I think he's a player to watch. I think he makes stuff happen. Uh if you have the money and you want to take a risk on a Bamiang, and a is in form. He's such a good player. He's, he's, a, a good he's exceptional, right? Oh, so good. Uh, I, I used to be so impressed. When he first came to the Premier League, I thought he was exceptional. Man. <laughs> Glad you got it right. <laughs> Throwback Tuesday. <laughs> um, yeah, he's, he's a good option, I'd say, at least for maybe two or three weeks, maybe. And... Again, then if you, yeah, and he's cheap as well. He's dropped in price a good, at least two or three times, I think. Yeah. Definite differential. Um, He's a huge differential. Looking at the other fixtures though, we mentioned Aston Villa getting slightly better. Um, Looking at their fixtures, they play Tottenham, then they play Wolves, Arsenal, West Ham and Southampton. Those aren't bad if you're going to consider a defender. And uh, it's a perfect time to play Tottenham because they just seem to be on some downward spiral. Wolves. Don't, don't, don't score. Wolves, <laughs> Wolves don't score. they score like one or two goals max. Yeah. So that's potentially good from a de- defensive point of view. Watford, I, I think Watford are not great, to be honest. So. Um, Wouldn't touch them. Burnley. Oh, play Watford, sorry. They play West Ham, sorry. Oops. Oh, yeah, yeah. They play West Ham at home. Yeah. If you were me, would you keep Sofal? He, he plays Brentford, Everton, Tottenham, Villa, and Liverpool. No. Considering keep... no. considering that I have Ailing, who's plays for Leeds yeah. and they're defensively bad and he's injured. Oh, no. And I'm sure. If my priority is that my priority would be Ailing and Shaw in that case and keep Sufam and put and shove him on your bench. Okay. Fair enough. But otherwise, no, I wouldn't want to keep him. Hmm. The next slide is just a look at the game weeks from 7 to 15. So, including the next international break as well for those who, let's say, like you, who have wild carded and then now you have to kind of like plan who your players are going to be long term then you might want to have a look here and see who you can invest in long term so again long term Chelsea leads 
and Newcastle have the best fixtures. And Tottenham, not bad as well. Norwich, we don't we don't consider them. <laughs> and uh, United... No, they don't. And at the bottom, again, uh, United's still the worst until game week 15. But again, if you're just owning Ronaldo, that might be okay. Watford, Everton, Palace all have very bad fixtures. Brentford too. So I think long-term, if you're going to get players, again, Chelsea and Leeds would be good options. I mean, now if you look at Newcastle, those fixtures over the next eight game weeks don't look bad. So maybe like Richie... If you play him in the good games and you bench him in the not so good games, he might be a good option. Yeah, he could rotate in and out your team. He could be a good good option because they do have some good fixtures. I don't think they have that many great ones. Tottenham, Chelsea, Crystal Palace are doing well. Brentford are doing well. Burnley are reasonable. It looks difficult for Newcastle. Yeah, I think it looks be- it looks better on paper, but we if you look, consider form, then I think mm. they won't be. I don't think it'll be that good. There's not many games there I look at and go, oh, I think Newcastle are going to win this game, this game, this game. I'm thinking, where did apart from Norwich, I'll go triple captain that week for Newcastle. <laughs> yeah, but seriously, that's the only game I'm looking at where I'd say, oh, they they definitely win that game. And Wolves, considering you have double Wolves mm-hmm. over the next eight game weeks, not they don't look longer. They don't look too bad, but okay, yeah, not much longer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, I've been patient with Triore, and I, I feel like do I, do I keep that going? Because I got other priorities in my team. I've got Shaw and I've got Bamford, and we just talked about Newcastle. What a perfect fixture for him to finally. Show some muscle and score a goal. Yeah. It's not gonna happen. <laughs> I think it might be worth the risk. I think I would, to be it's, fair. It's worth the risk. It's it's definitely there's no way I'm gonna take a minus eight to get him out of my team when he has a good fixture. So Yeah. Anyway. And Ronaldo, of course, Ronaldo would just it doesn't matter. He can have the worst fixtures in the world. I think he'll score. It's whether you would want Surely, even as a Ronaldo owner, looking at this, if you're not, you don't have wild card. So looking at this, if you keep him for the, the Everton game, that's fine because it's at home. And then it's Leicester away, which they aren't. Too, they're much better at home than they are away. So if you're going to sell him, then you're going to sell him after this week, right? Because you can get Lukaku, who has the best fixtures until game week 15. And you save money. I still think Lukaku has better fixtures. He's cheaper, but I I still trust. I still think Ronaldo will score more. And he's a flat track bully. I know, but he's he's playing Brentford, Norwich, Southampton, Burnley, and Steve Bruce, who is faster than Saint Maximin. I was. was (laughs) Steve Bruce is faster than you would believe. Bruce, when he wants to move, he can move. Yeah, he was he was quite a quick player back in his day for Man United, you know. Very quick, but yeah, I think it's it's definitely uh, yeah, worth considering uh, selling him. It's definitely it's definitely worth it, and I'd probably keep Ronaldo for Everton and potentially oh, Leicester's tricky. It's like Brentford or Leicester. 
You were talking about team value earlier and how much he has skyrocketed since he's joined the league. Yeah. But okay, yeah. considering the fact that he blanked this weekend against yeah. a good team, what happens if he blanks this weekend against Everton? But I don't think it's reason to panic. If, if how often has Ronaldo blanked in two games in a row in his career? It's not often, is it? No, it's true. But considering the fact that he then plays Liverpool, Tottenham, Man City, and sure, it's good not to panic you personally, but think about the community. Everyone's going to see the fixtures really... and sell it. Yeah, most likely. I mean, if I see that everyone in their drones is just trading in for Lukaku, then I'll probably say, <laughs> I need to get on that train. I'm on the platform. I've got my bags packed. Let's get on. Because obviously, I, I, I want to keep that value. I don't want to lose it. And if I go to Lukaku, I'm saving a lot. And then hopefully, Lukaku's price will go up with those amazing pictures too. Um, I guarantee you will. Yeah. So it, in that case, that's tactical nuance, isn't it? Yeah. Let's look at the predictions for this week. I'll go first. Man United, Everton, perfect way to start considering the conversation i think yeah e nah ronaldo will score uh two two nil no two one no united i was gonna say challenge it's they're going to concede yeah i'm gonna say it's manchester united two one as well i think ronaldo will score i think he'll just score the one goal and i think everton will get a goal too Mm. next Burnley, Norwich. Norwich. Wow, what? This has got to be the most exciting fixture we've seen in weeks. I'm going to say Burnley 1-0. If there was ever a game where I thought that Chris Wood would score a hat-trick, it would be this one. Yeah. (laughs) 3-0 Burnley. (laughs) 3-0. Chelsea... Wood is getting you all excited. It is. Chelsea, Southampton. I am going... 2-0 Chelsea I'm shocked you're only going 2-0 because I was going to say it's going to be a it's going to be a rugby score or something Uh, I'm going to I'm going to keep it down to earth (laughs) the Saints go marching nowhere it's 3-0 Chelsea that's modest okay it's quite modest right fair Leeds Watford what do you think Oh, wow. Leeds have some problems. Watford, Sars on fire. You know, I'm going to go. Leeds' misery is going to continue. I'm going to say Watford 1-1. Unless Dan James comes firing out. But no, I don't, I don't see it. He got subbed, at, I think he got subbed at halftime this weekend. Because I think he had the worst. I think he touched the ball twice in the first half. <laughs> he needs to go back to the championship, man. <laughs> It's just funny to imagine that he 45 minutes and you touch the ball twice. (laughs) Didn't they pay 45 million for him as well? So they were like one million a minute or something. Yeah. I think Rafinha, I'm just going to back Rafinha again. Uh, 1 0 Rafinha goal. Wolves, injured. If Bamford and Rafinha are both injured, then I'm going to back a Watford win. Yeah, okay. That's yeah, Wolves and Newcastle. I think Wolves win this one nil. Traore goal. Yeah, uh, 
I think Wolves have to eventually score. I'm going to say, like a bus, they're going to score. It's two going to come at once. Wolves 2-1. I think Newcastle will score. So 2-1. Okay. Brighton and Arsenal. The main event of Saturday. The battle of the top yeah, four. Think, you know, yeah, Brighton are absolutely <laughs> flying, not just because they're seagulls. And Arsenal <laughs> are doing great as well. And so, it's really difficult. But when you look at the Arsenal team, they have some true quality. And if Aubameyang comes through as the exceptional player that he is, I can't see anything but Arsenal winning. Uh, I'll say Arsenal 2-1. I think this will be low scoring. Brighton in good form, Arsenal in good form. I think it's going to be a 0-0 draw. Whoa, seagulls flying high, man. Yeah, get shot down and crash into the arsenal. By the gunners. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Palace, Leicester. I'm going to... Oof, tough one. I'm going to go for a draw. 1-1. Yeah, I think I'm going to be boring. I'm going to say Crystal Palace are in good form. Leicester have great players. So I'm going to say 1-1 as well. Spurs Villa? This is also tough, isn't it? Aston Villa mm. having a great time. Spurs are not doing well, but again, they have Kane and they have Son, and at some point, something has to connect with them. Uh, I'm going to be boring. I'm going to say this is a 1-1. 2-0 Spurs. Kane brace. West Ham, Brentford. Potential captaincy here. Yeah. Brentford are doing well. West Ham are doing pretty well. I'm going to say I'm I'm going with the Hammers. I think West Ham will win. It's it's a home game. Uh, do I think they'll win by a lot? Uh, yeah, maybe two. I'll let Brentford score two one. That's exactly what I was thinking as well, but for maybe a slightly different reason. Um, Europa League this week. I'm not sure who West Ham play, but again, I don't think. Well, I hope that Antonio won't play, but if he does, I might change my mind on captaincy. And I think yeah, they'll concede. I have to be careful. Mm. They might get stung. <laughs> they will. It's Brentford and the bees. Hopefully they can use their irons and smash the bees. I say also 2-1. Hopefully a Ben Rama goal this time. And the main event of the weekend, Liverpool, Man City, hoping for an exciting game. And I'm hoping for a Salah goal. Although I think it's going to be tight again. So, 1-1. One, one. That's boring, what you, man. What do you think? What, that four, is so boring. Four. Manchester City, Liverpool. <laughs> at Anfield. And they're saying 1-1. One, one. That's such a cop-out. <sighs> well, remember, they've got... Fire. You are... <laughs> Man City, fire, man. <laughs> man City have conceded five shots on target, so I'm giving Liverpool a yeah. goal, which is fair. I'll, I'll be honest; it's it's concerning for me because I have I've got Jota, I've got Salah. I don't think Jota will score. I think Trent will concede. I think Man City are going to go to Anfield and they're going to win. I think Liverpool are going to struggle two one. Wow, that's really going to put a stamp on their title credentials then. City, if they're going to win it at both Chelsea and Liverpool consecutive weeks. Yeah. I just think Man City are doing so well, man. So, sorry, Liverpool. 
Fair enough. Let's look at your team for this week. I you hope Liverpool don't lose. Uh. Yeah. Uh, you have one free transfer and 0.5 in the bank. What are you yeah. What are you most likely to do? Well, my priorities are between Bamford and Shaw. I think I'll probably move Shaw on, look towards a potential defender from Chelsea or Man City. And I think I, think I might get rid of Bamford for a cheap third striker so I can afford a better defender. I think that's what I'm going to do. I should say, for those who are watching the, the stream, uh, this is his team from last week, so the fixtures are wrong, and Calvert-Lewin is still there, which should be Antonio. My bad. Did not update that correctly. Yeah. yeah. So, okay, you would consider that. Which which are you most likely to do? Just get the defender or get them both out and I save think, the money? I think... It yeah, I think it's going to be my first hit of the season. I'm thinking I'm leaning towards a minus four. I've been quite good, quite patient this season. So I think I think Bamford and Shaw possibly both will be leaving. I'm going to wait until the last minute this time because if someone comes out and says Bamford is fit, it changes everything. Mm. I don't think it will happen. But Would you consider not selling Shaw this week if he's fit against Everton at home? No. Oh, maybe. I mean, look at your other defenders. Oh. You, it's Williams. Yeah. Williams plays. We just said that they were going to lose Burnley. And yeah. Wolves, we said, are playing Newcastle. So you're going to play Marcel. You're going to play yeah. Trent, who's probably going to concede against City. Yeah. Well, I've got Livermento there as well. Livermento plays Chelsea. Yeah. He's going to keep a clean sheet. <laughs> <laughs> blind faith in him yeah I, i'll be honest this week defensively i don't have much hope that's why shaw is one of the players on the, the chopping block it could be no i'm gonna keep the other players even though they have terrible fixtures it's a tough week if you look at it from that perspective like you just said that defensively you could have a bad week but if you're gonna go but by based on what you said about your predictions then you have jota and salah in midfield who yeah this could be a bad game week especially if Ronaldo blanks. It's, yeah, I, I'm not expecting a good game week. Let's be real. Uh, Antonio and Ronaldo are there to save me. <laughs> Plea and a triore. I'm just, I'm just begging everybody has a bad game week because, you know, most people don't have City players. Most people have Salah and, and Jota. And oh, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not enthusiastic about this game week. Who are you captaining? going to get slapped up. I mean, probably Ronaldo. Against Everton? Oh, or Antonio against Brentford. Oh, it's just a, it's a flip of the coin. No love for Salah? Absolutely not. You think I'm absolutely crazy? <laughs> Manchester City. True. Okay. Statistically, uh, I don't think it's with Salah. I do think he's he could make something happen. He seems to do that a lot, but no, I'm not that brave, man. All right. Okay. Looking at my team, I have two free transfers and zero in the bank. So at the moment, I'm lining up with Sanchez, Sofell, Trent, Semedo, Benrama, Salah, Rafinha, Jota, Antonio, Dennis, and Lukaku. And he's currently my captain. On my bench, I have Shaw, 
Torres and Ailing. I mentioned why I'm keeping Torres because he's got a good run in the next three game weeks. And Ailing's kind of injured and leads a bad defensively. Shaw has been Shaw. So I'm considering two, two, either one transfer this week or two, and then the opposite next week. And the idea is to get a Chelsea defender and a City defender. It just depends on which I decide to do. And spoiler alert, I have already used both my free transfers. You... <laughs> well, you can't leave us hanging. This is it... a reality TV show. Can't roll the credits. Tell us. It's not currently on. listening to this stream. It's not on, it's not on the screen. information. But Just tell us, bro. Any idea who I've decided to bring in? Well, I didn't even know. You just drop a bombshell on me, and then you're like, any idea who I brought? No, I don't. I'm going to clue. Who's uh, most likely? Uh, probably a Manchester. Or oh, oh, give us a clue. Which team is it? I'll give you a clue. Um, all 11 of my players currently are playing home this week. Are so that me- home? They're playing at home, yeah. So currently, not Man City, uh, Achalski playing at home. Achalski are playing at home. You you brought in a Chelsea player. You've brought in a Formula One Alonso to your team, have you? Potentially. And <laughs> give us all this. Let's not be tiptoeing around now, Challenge. Okay, fair enough. I have... Listen, if you subscribe to Challenge Podcast, <laughs> just unsubscribe now. He's not going to tell you anything. I have taken Shaw out this, and I've taken Ailing out and I've brought in Rudiger yeah. and Livermento. Livermento there has... Go, people! Yeah. He brought in Livermento. <laughs> Livermento's got good fixtures coming forward, going forward, I should say. And... I have money in the bank to move Sofel next week to potentially someone else that could either be a Man City defender if if something happens to Jota, for example, or I want to drop Dennis, or I could get a Newcastle or Aston Villa defender who will rotate out the team. Yeah. You know, I said earlier in the stream, if you were to take out two defenders, it would be Shaw and Ailing. And look, yeah, you did that exactly. Just listen to Leighton, even I, though I'm doing worse than you. The other option would have been to take Sofel and Shaw out and bring in a Chelsea and City defender in immediately. But City well, play good, eh? City play Liverpool this week, so I was like, nah. I I, I yeah, fancy I fancy Sofel against Brentford, so. I'll keep him. Yeah, I genuinely would back a West Ham player against Brentford more than I would a City player against Liverpool. Especially when you have you have Salah. Do you have Jota in your team? Yes, I do. You do. Yeah, man. Don't. Yeah, you wouldn't have Man City. But I think if he Jota's going to be rotated soon, I think so. He's he's going to be on the chopping block. He's on the chopping block. Oh, mm. terrible. We are connected, my friend. <laughs> okay, let's have a look at, at our social medias and then we can go home and you can go to bed. Yay. Thanks, Daddy. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at FanChallenged. On 
YouTube, you can subscribe to us, Fantasy Challenged One Word, or listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, or wherever else you may listen to them. Uh, on that note, anything else you want to say, Leighton? Besides good night. <laughs> okay. Uh, good luck in the next game week, and see you next week. All right. Good night, and good luck for the game week, everyone. Wait to make those transfers before the European games, and we will see you next week. Goodbye, everyone. 